Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Board Game Blitz, a Dice Tower Network podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to listen to a podcast about board games that takes 30 minutes or less. Wait, hold on, did we just inception ourselves? This week, we're embracing our identity head-on and talking about blitzy games. First, we'll talk about some of the games we've played recently, like Witness, Suburbia, and Santorini. Then, we're going to dive into a few of our favorite Blitz games, aka games that have short play times, or maybe whatever we want to define it as. And finally, we examine the etymology of the word grok. And now, here are your hosts, Ambie, Cassidy, and me, Crystal. I got to play Witness the other day. And Witness is a game published in 2014 by Starry Games. And it's a game that plays exactly four players. So Witness is a mix between a logic puzzle detective type game and the game Telephone where you're like whispering to each other. So in Witness, there's a bunch of different cases that are varying difficulties. And each person gets a different clue to answer the case. But you need all the four clues to solve it. The way the game works is each person whispers to like the person on the right or their left, and then they hear whispers from the other person that's next to them. And you only hear from that one person, and you only whisper to the one person. So you don't actually hear things directly from everyone. So in order to get all of the four information, it's like a big game of telephone, and you have to remember everything. After all the whispering is done, then you can write down everything that you remembered, and then you have to s- answer three questions. So in the easy cases, Once you know everything, you can answer the questions pretty easily. But the tougher cases, when you know all the information, you still have to do some like logic and deduction. So it could be difficult. And you can score up to 12 points, three points for each person. So everyone has to know the answers in order for you to win or like score the best score. And so Witness is really, it's a really quick game. It's like 15 minutes for each case. And there's 64 cases in the game. And it's super fun if you like logic puzzles and if you can find a group of exactly four people who don't mind whispering to each other. <laughs> but <laughs> that does, yeah, like I guess with strangers that could get a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, the main problem with Witness is that it's hard to get it played because you need exactly four players. Well, and I would say like you need to be in a quiet space, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I've only played it at home. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it also requires short-term memory and like some thinking so you don't want to play it like late at night when you're tired (laughs) so it's it's a very conditional game but it's really fun (laughs) so i don't obviously need the theme to make sense in every game that i play uh but like thematically how do they explain how what you're doing makes sense in the context (laughs) like does that make sense like it seems odd that four people would all be whispering to each other with different information (laughs) like I'm not sure if like they mentioned in the instruction booklet, but each of you is a different detective, so I guess you see different things, and then I'm not sure why you're whispering them instead of like, maybe that's just you're telling the people. And I mean, probably because it makes for a better game. Yeah, <laughs> would be much would be the reason. <laughs> I guess thematically, maybe you're separated by like walkie talkies, and then <laughs> you're you can only talk to one person or something. I don't know. Or you're you're stuck behind a pile of paper at the desk <laughs> at your precinct and. Yeah, like maybe the it's old timey and the phone systems don't work so good. See, like I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I've uh, I've heard about it before. It sounds interesting. I most of my gaming is done in public spaces Mm. and with, or if it's at home, it's almost always with more than four people. So, I feel like I would have to like go out of my way to make an event that to play it. But it sounds cool. Yeah. 
and that is Witness. Witness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recently, I got to play one of my favorite games, which is Suburbia. In Suburbia, you're building a city, and each person has a hidden goal, and there's public goals that everybody is aware of also. And the while you're playing, you're purchasing a tile, and you're placing it in your city, and each tile has its own effect when you place it, and then it's going to play off of the tiles around you it could also play off of everyone else's tiles too Uh, an example is the parking lot the parking lot lets you go up one on your income track when you play it and then any tile around it that's a community tile or an office building tile you'll get to go up additional one for each one of those you're adjacent to on the income track so if you're next to four of the gray community tiles and one of the blue office building tiles then you'll go up an additional five on your income tracks, you'd go up a total of six, which is actually pretty insane. (laughs) Another example is the farm, which is the yellow industrial building. You move up on the income track for each restaurant tile in all cities when you play the farm, not just in yours, not just in your city. So if you have two restaurants and another player has one restaurant, you'd go up three spaces on the income track instead of just two for yours. So the tiles interact with not just your own city but everyone else's as well so there's sort of a lot to keep track of i really like suburbia though um mostly <laughs> because my boyfriend will actually play it with me <laughs> and there's like three games that he'll actually play with me and i think that he likes this one because he has there's a lot uh to focus on he's a magic the gathering player and when you play a card that card can affect a lot of different things and you have to pay attention to what other people have in play so suburbia sort of does that same thing without having to be a collectible card game so when who published suburbia and what year was it published oh suburbia was bazir games and it was published in 2012 it's one to four players and i it says 90 minutes 90 plus minutes on the box and i'd say it's pretty accurate um, and I know that Suburbia is all, a Ted Allspock game. Is that correct, mm-hmm. right? I, I said I yeah. know, and then I asked. Uh, another game of his that's incredibly similar is uh, Castles of Mad King mm-hmm. Ludwig, which I've played Castles, but I've never played Suburbia. To me, uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but Suburbia kind of sounds like Sim City, the board game, to some yeah. degree. Like- uh, yeah, that was the first thing I thought the first time I played it. It was like, oh, yeah, so I'm playing Sim City. That's exciting. Which, I mean, Sim City was not a an award winning game that lasted forever and ever and ever for no reason. So, um, do you have you played Castles of Mad King Ludwig as well? I have, and I enjoyed that one as well. Do you prefer Suburbia? Yeah, I found okay. um, castles to be a little simpler, which was great, and I liked it, and it was fun, and I liked the theme behind that one. But Suburbia, to me, is a little deeper, and I and I like that about it. Okay. There's, there's more I have to think about. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like castles is more around the, like, placement of the pieces, where Suburbia, like, everything's a hex. So you don't have to, like, think about the shape of each building. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, castles, it's, you end up with this weird, sprawling, <laughs> awkward, yeah. crazy castle. Oh, yeah. But cool. one time I played, going off track, but one time I played castles, and a friend of mine decided he was just going to, like, buy all the stairs, and he had stairs up, stairs down, <laughs> stairs up, stairs down. I was like, what, are you just trying to, like, get all your Fitbit steps? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> I was like, you're getting zero points from this. <laughs> the king, the king needs his exercise, clearly. <laughs> I just got to play a game that was just published in 2017 from Roxley Games called Santorini, which is an abstract strategy game based on 
well, not really based on, but that lo- ends up looking like the city Santorini, which is in the Greek Isles. It's a re-implementation of a self-published game of the same name from 2004. This game is, like most abstract strategy games, pretty simple to learn. Uh, each player controls two little figures on the board. And on your turn, you move one of your figures one space in any direction, and that can be both orthogonal or diagonal, and then you build one piece of a building adjacent to where your character ended up. And the buildings can be built up to three levels within a dome on top. The goal of the game is to get one of your figures onto the third level of a building, and you can only move up one level at a time. You can move down as many levels as you want, but you can only you can build any level when you're next to it, but you can only walk up one at a time. So the goal is to maneuver your pieces in a way that you can get up to the third level before your opponent. And that in and of itself is pretty interesting. But what makes the game really cool is that there are god powers and each player gets a god power at the beginning of the game. And there are, I didn't look up how many there are, but there are a lot and they're all different. So... There are certain pairs that work better together than others, as with any game with varying powers like that, but some of them will let you build extra tiles or give you extra movement or let you tear down buildings or lots of other things. Uh, I got to play it a couple times with my friend John, and admittedly, I am not the best at abstract strategy games. Well, I used to be. When I was in middle school, I was actually in, like a strategy games club that went to like other middle schools and competed. And I think I was good, but I I don't even remember some of the games that we played. Like the only one, well, I, I, they're not the only one I remember, but the only one I remember that's not like a well-known game that I was really good at was nine men's Morris. I was really good at that game. And yeah, other than that, I don't know. I know. I remember nobody ever wanted to play chess, even though it was an option, because it took the longest out of all the options available. <laughs> but uh, as far as modern abstract strategy games go, I have not played a lot. And Santorini is a lot of fun, and it's beautiful. Like, the little pieces actually look like the white buildings with the blue domes from the actual city itself. And it is gorgeous to see all set up. So even though abstract strategy games are not my bread and butter, so to speak, I would highly recommend people check out Santorini. It is wonderful. I've actually been wanting to try it. It it looks right up my alley. I think based on, yeah, you because you've talked about abstract strategy games before, I think you'll really, really like it. So for this week's thematic game segment, we are going to talk about Blitz games. And I would say that that's a category that doesn't widely exist because we kind of made it up, (laughs) 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 which we're allowed to do. So what is a Blitz game in your head? In my mind, it's something that you can play quickly. In less than 30 minutes? Yeah, less than 30 (laughs) minutes, right? You can play in less time than it takes to listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now, does that include instructions or is it just playtime? I guess it depends who you're playing with. So if if everyone already knows the game, then it doesn't need to include instructions. But then if it's with new players, then it needs to include the instructions. So it changes. (laughs) So are all Blitz games 
also filler games. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to create a new category, I feel like we should we should try and define it. Like, I guess back to my previous question, like, I'm kind of looking at my shelf, and there's, um, you know, like, uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf only takes, you know, what, 10, 15 minutes to play total? Mm-hmm. But if, you've, if you're playing with a large group of people who've never played it before, it sometimes takes a little while to kind of explain everything, especially if you're using a lot of the roles. Yeah. But even then, I still think you could probably go under the 30-minute mark. And if you're playing with experienced players, obviously it's going to work every time. But I would say a lot of those social deduction party-style games would fit in the Blitz category. Like, we've mentioned yeah. Insider a, f- a few times now. Uh, Spyfall would probably fit as well. So, I'm trying to think of something that I wouldn't consider a filler game, but that I would consider shorter than 30 minutes, so to fit into that Blitz category. And I'm, like it, like you were looking at my shelf trying to go, are any of these, like, fillers that are, are any of these not fillers that are less than 30 minutes? And I'm really not seeing any that, that I can play that quickly that I wouldn't also consider a filler game. So basically our fun category seems kind of useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe Blitz games are a subcategory of filler games that yeah. are the filler games that the ladies of the board games board game Blitz podcast happen to enjoy. Because <laughs> we, I mean, I don't enjoy all filler games, but I do enjoy a lot of filler games. I think for me personally, it's, easier to forgive aspects of a game that I normally don't like if the game is short. Yeah. So, because, I mean, well, this sounds kind of horrible, but, like, I can kind of power through any horrible game, assuming it <laughs> doesn't take that long to play. You know, as long like, as I can be done okay. with it in 15 so minutes. So Blitz games have to be good games that are under 30 minutes. Okay, no, that's <laughs> good. Cause, yeah, because a filler game could be something kind of crummy. So okay, speak. so in my personal opinion, any flux game would not be a blitz game. Those also don't necessarily last under 30 minutes. <laughs> they can, but not always. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the blitz games that I love are ones that I've mentioned before. Stuff mm-hmm. like Quicks, the dice rolling, rolling right game that I adore and own both the tiny version and deluxe version of. That's I think that's the only game that I own literally two different versions technically of the same <laughs> game. So that definitely speaks highly of it. Uh, my favorite would be Bananagrams and I've talked that game to <laughs> death. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just recently, so I've still never played Bananagrams, but I recently <laughs> saw the, is it either it's the deluxe or the family version where like, you have to like put the bag on your head and a bunch of other silly stuff. No, I don't know anything about this. (laughs) Yeah, there's a version of Bananagrams where they, like, make you, like, stand on one leg like a flamingo and put the the banana bag on your head and some other... thank you. (laughs) No, that sounds weird. I will not be doing any of those things. (laughs) I don't know. I saw it online and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. (laughs) That that changes my enjoyment of the game immensely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for one of my favorite Blitz games, in our first episode, I talked about Ghost Blitz, which has Blitz in the name and it's a short game. So that's super blitzy. We had to be meta, Ambi. <laughs> I still have not played Ghost Blitz. I feel like it'll kind of stress me out a little bit, but I want to try it for sure. Yeah. There's also, I like real-time games a lot. So there are a lot of cooperative real-time games that are short. Like Fuse is a cooperative dice rolling game where you're trying to defuse bombs. Uh, also Escape, I guess, is a 10 minutes 
Yeah, yeah. There's a lot Escape of ten minute cooperative real time games. So those are those could be blitz games. I would say a lot of dexterity games. Mm-hmm. Not all, but a lot of dexterity games are also blitz games. You know, stuff like suspend or junk art. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff would like would fall into the blitz category. Yeah, yeah. And also for me, um, since I play two-player games a lot with my husband, there's like Patchwork and Tides of Time are both pretty quick games, but they're just two players. So depending on your player count. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, guillotine would be a good one too, I would think. Yeah, Guillotine mm-hmm. you can play in less than 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little bit of meat to it. There's a lot of other like small box like card games. Uh, like Red 7 is one of my go-tos. And since the box is so tiny, I kind of, if I need to throw games in like my purse or something to take somewhere, that one's a go-to for me. Yeah. Coloretto, I actually used to take everywhere with me daily. I just have it in my bag and be like, oh, let's play Coloretto. We've got 20 minutes to spare. So I think that would sort of fit. I think card games are good for that just because they're so easy to transport. Mm-hmm. I would say, and we already mentioned, I mentioned Insider already, but the other games from Oink Games, like uh, A Fake Artist Goes to New York mm-hmm. or Deep Sea Adventure, those types of games would also fall in this category. I love Deep Sea Adventure. Yeah. I still want to play it. I haven't so played fun. it yet. <laughs> and and <laughs> so I hate good. like press your luck games, but I, I really like it because it's just fun. Yeah. So those are some of our favorite Blitz games, a category that we've made up and is now officially a thing. Uh, if you have favorite Blitz games, or if you want to help argue why Blitz games are or are not filler games, uh, head over to our guild on BoardGameGeek or you know send us a message on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what you think. Apparently, we just like to make things up. A couple weeks ago, from the date this episode airs, Ambie and I attended BlitzCon, a 50-person board game convention, the first inaugural BlitzCon that Ambie and her friends uh, put together just because we could, and it's fun. And so I flew up from Las Vegas to attend it with them, and it was three full days of gaming and awesomeness. And this was the first time we played a game together, which was really cool. It in, is the first time we played a, Yes, technically we had played uh, Can't Stop and Six Nymphed on the uh, live stream we did a yes. few weeks ago. But this was the first time that we had ever played a board game together in person. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. But uh, what was the first game we played, Ambie? Ghost Blitz. Ghost Blitz! <laughs> because Blitz is in the name and it felt appropriate. And I started off kind of sucky at that game but then i was i got better (laughs) yeah the thing with ghost splits is once you play it a lot you get really good at it so it's kind of harder to play with new people because you see what you see all the combinations that's definitely true i was better at recognizing when it was everything was on the page except for one thing or on the card except for one which seems like the harder to do like it seems yeah, like it would be easier to recognize me. when it is on the card <laughs> but i for whatever reason my brain apparently is backwards we had a lot of really fun people attend including mm-hmm. some of our board gaming friends that we've met through twitter or board game geek or other social media and it was really cool to meet them in person mm-hmm. so 
that was awesome. Because <laughs> yeah. all these people, I kind of, like, I felt like they were already friends. And they are, but, like, it's weird to call someone a friend that you've technically never met. To some degree. So, yay, internet. <laughs> bringing, <laughs> yeah. bringing people together. <laughs> Power of the internet. What was your um, favorite, maybe a fa- couple of your favorite games that you played over the weekend, Ambie? Oh, wow. Uh, we played a lot of games. Uh, one of the Do games... You know, yeah, how many games did you play total? Like, different games? I did not count that, but probably around 30. Or maybe 25, oh. I don't know. Say so mine was 22. <laughs> but that did include a, quite a few short games. Yeah. At least on and off. Blitz games. <laughs> Blitz games! <laughs> That's a thing now. We've made it a thing. <laughs> Yeah, but one Blitz game I played is called Nine Tiles. It's from Oink Games, which is the same publisher as A Fake Artist Goes to New York and Insider. And it also comes in a tiny box. And it's a speed game where you everyone has nine tiles that are double-sided with different shapes on it. And then you flip over a card that has like a combination of the shapes in a square of a three-by-three three grid. And you, you have to be the fastest person to get that combination with your nine tiles. I that's fun. fun. I saw you guys playing that one, and mm-hmm. I didn't actually realize that that was an oink game. Oh, <laughs> did you see the box? No, I just okay. saw the game on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the tiles. The box kind of ge- gives it away. I saw the box, and I'm like, that's the same size as oink games. I wonder if it is, and it was. <laughs> I kind of feel like at this point I should just go to their website and order all of their games that I don't own already, because yeah. there hasn't been a single game of theirs that I have played and disliked. Yeah, I've liked same everything. Here. On Saturday night, the everyone that was present, well, not everyone, a majority of the people that were present got together and played Two Rooms and a Boom. We mm. played three games of that, and that was really fun. Yeah. We had a good good number of people, and we did different types of, like, setups for the cards. Um, the third one we played was mostly gray <laughs> characters, mostly gray roles, and then a few red and blue, and that one was really interesting. <laughs> We were basically making negotiations with all the other characters to get their win conditions. <laughs> like I was yeah. the leader of one of the rooms, and so I was talking to all the other characters like, okay, I'll, I'll let you stay here and this other person stay here if you keep me as leader. <laughs> it was fun. I liked that setup better than some of the others because instead of trying to screw everyone else over, you were kind of trying to help more people, which seemed yeah. better. Other, I did feel kind of bad for lying to Steven. Sorry, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> what did you lie to him about? I told him that I didn't know who the president was and that, yeah, it could be that guy over there that was in the other room. <laughs> and so I would send the bomber over there so that he would win. But the president was in my room. <laughs> and oh, I knew that. nice. <laughs> yeah, at one point I was the intern and I needed to be with the president and I knew who the president was, and I was already with the president, and people kept coming over to me to try and get information from me, and I was like, I'm not a- of any assistance to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, nothing I can do at this point will help you. As long as she's in here and I'm in here, we're good. Mm-hmm. We played a lot of games, and we will be discussing some of the games we played in our next episode, but we yes. wanted to give you guys just a little bit of info since the con just happened, and... Uh, Ambie can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like President's Day 2018, Mm -hmm. we are planning on doing BlitzCon 2. Yep. 
BlitzCon part the. Yeah, we're planning on having a hundred people next year, so doubling right. in size. We'll get a different Ooh. hotel. So yeah, it'll still be mostly invite only. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are potentially interested, keep your eyes and ears peeled for information on that. Obviously, not right away, but eventually. Um, and if you are interested, I mean, feel free to, you know, shoot us a message on Twitter or whatever and just let us know and we'll try yeah. and keep that in the back of our minds. But it won't, nothing official will happen for, I would imagine, at the very least six months. Expect to hear more for, about BlitzCon in our next episode. Mm-hmm. For this week's etymology segment, we are going to look at the word grok, G-R-O-K, which I've used at least a few times on the podcast, and I know a lot of other board gamers use, but it's not necessarily a widely understood term. Uh, Grok means to understand empathically, and it's from the 1961 book Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert A. Heinlein. So he coined the term, and it gained popularity in the 1960s. Um, and it's kind of fallen out of popular use since then. Like internet technology circles tend to use it and I've heard board gamers use it, but it's not like something I feel that everybody has in their vocabulary. The Oxford English Dictionary defines grok as to understand intuitively or by empathy, to establish rapport with, and to empathize or communicate sympathetically with also to experience enjoyment. So when we use the word grok in regard to board games, we generally tend to use it in, like when you've completely grasped how a game works. Not necessarily that you're good at it or that you love it, but you you get it. You get it on a deeper level. Like it's not just you know the rules, but you understand the how the game works. Which, like, when I talked about Rex a couple weeks ago, something similar to that, where I, like, I grokked it more quickly than I tend to understand deeper games, and it was cool. But Heinlein actually defines the term in the book uh, in a kind of cool way. So in Stranger in a Strange Land, it says, Grok means to understand, of course, but Dr. Mahmood, who might be termed the leading Terran expert on Martians, explains that it also means to drink, and a hundred other English words, words, which we think of as antithetical concepts. Grok means all of these. It means fear. It means love. It means hate. Proper hate. For by the Martian map, you cannot hate anything unless you grok it. Understand it so thoroughly that you merge with it and it merges with you. Then you can hate it. By hating yourself. By this implies that you love it too and cherish it and would not have it otherwise. I thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted to share that passage from Stranger in a Strange Land. So if you've heard me use the word grok before and went, what the heck is she talking about? That's what grok means. That's really useful because I've heard grok a lot in 18xxers. And now it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, now we need the the more you know rainbow to like (laughs) appear over the podcast. (laughs) Hi there, Blitzketeers. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the next month, the biggest of which is the very first time that all three of us will be together in the same state at the same time at MeebleCon in Las Vegas. 
In honor of our first meeting, and also to celebrate the fact that we now have over 1,000 followers on Twitter, it's contest time! We want to thank you guys for supporting us, for sending us emails, having conversations in our BGG Guild, retweeting our episode links on Twitter, and liking our posts on Facebook. There will be two prizes as part of this contest. Prize number one is a copy of the game with a name similar to ours, Ghost Blitz! Ambie, Cassidy, and myself will be playing this game together at MeepleCon, and then we'll sign the box before we send it to you. Prize number two is almost exactly the same, except instead of Ghost Blitz, it will be a copy of Ghost Blitz 2, also played and signed by all three of us. So how do you enter? There are two separate ways, either through the social media channel of your choice or via email. To enter via social media, you must be either following us on Twitter or Instagram or have liked our Facebook page. So pick your social media outlet of preference and do at least one of the following. Share the contest post on Facebook that we posted today with your favorite memory of the podcast so far. Compose a tweet telling us why other people should listen to Board Game Blitz and include the hashtag Board Games Are Better With Blitz. Or post a picture of your favorite Blitz game on Instagram and include the hashtag Board Games Are Better With Blitz. To win the second prize, the way to enter is to simply email us with the subject line Blitz Contest and in the body of the email, tell us what your favorite episode or past conversation topic is. You can enter via both social media and email, but it's one prize per person, so you can't win both contests. I'd repeat all of that, but you can just hit the rewind button on your podcast player to get the details again. The contest ends at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time on Sunday, March 20th, the last day of MeepleCon. Good luck, everyone! And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, BoardGameBlitz.com, to get links to all of our social media pages, including our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Board Game Geek Guild. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Toby Mao. Board Game Blitz is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Check out all the other shows in the network by visiting DicetowerNetwork.com. Have suggestions for the show or just want to say hi? Shoot us an email at BoardGameBlitz at gmail.com. Until next time, I am the very model of a Blitzy podcast hosting gal. I've got opinions, emotional, empirical, and factual. I know the games that just released and quote the expert Tom Vessel from episode to episode, the order much nonsensical. Bye, everyone! Bye! Bye. All right, I so those, are, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Darn it, I was gonna okay. segue us out. <laughs> Ambie and I attended BlitzCon, the first inaugural podcast themed convention. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Oh, la, 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 la. That's not a good start. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> okay. If I can't even say normal words, how am I gonna do this? All right.